you are now tuned into No Excuse Today podcast with your host, Javon Stewart, a podcast for individuals who are tired of making excuses and want to excel in disciplines such as leadership and personal development. Welcome to the No Excuse Today podcast. What's going on, you guys? I am your host, Javon Stewart, and I thank you for tuning in. You tuning in lets me know and you know that you are serious about personal development and your growth as a leader. And on the podcast today, I have with me the man himself, Kurt the Connector. He is one of the co-leads in the No Excuse Today communities. Kurt, say what's up to the people. What's happening, good people and everybody out there? How are you guys doing? Oh, well, we're just going to imagine that they're saying, we're doing great, Kurt. How how are you doing, Kurt? Doing good? I am doing very well, very well. How are you doing? I'm doing well. You know, I'm just delightful and just excited. Well, glory be. Well, glory be. Yes, to God. Um, okay, so what I like to do is I like to start off with a quote. You guys ready for this one? Um, this this will give you a hint into what we're talking about today. Um, a great coach not only inspires, but supports and encourages others to get results. And that is by Richard Scooey. I probably just jacked his name up. Please forgive me, Mr. Richard, if you are still alive. <laughs> hey, but you jacked... gave a great attempt at it. That's all that matters. I gave a great attempt, and uh, hopefully I didn't mess it up too bad. Uh, okay, what you got for the people, Kurt? Well, you know, we always have great things for the people. And, you know, is this the time? Javon, can I ask you, is this the time for the small business shout out? Absolutely, it is. It is. Oh, this is (laughs) one of my favorite parts of the whole podcast. The small business shout out. Today's small business shout out is Make It Fun NYC. Make It Fun NYC is coaching for busy moms to increase confidence plus quick, safe, effective jump rope workouts. You can connect with Make It Fun NYC on IG at Make It Fun NYC, all one word. And you can also connect with the company via the website, www.makeitfunnyc.com. That is today's small business shout out. Shout out to Make It Fun NYC. Um, You know what? Jump rope is fun. It actually really is fun. And if you do it, it takes you back to your childhood. Uh, Yeah. So when was the last time you jumped rope, Kurt? Oh, it's been a couple of weeks. It's a couple of weeks. But, you know, (laughs) I'm planning to pick it back up. Yeah. 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 I'm actually going to pull out my rope today and jump. So, yeah, and actually it does. It really does make you productive. That's what I've come to find out. Like you have a little bit more energy to give uh, throughout the day. So that's something to think about. Uh, Make sure you guys go pick up your ropes from makingfunnyc.com and let her know. No excuse today since you're over there. All righty, so. We're going to jump right into today's topic, and that is the essential skills of a coach. 
Um, Kurt, I'm going to ask you because you're you're really heavily into sports. You know, you like all that sports jazz. Who is one of the best coaches, you know, out there now in the past or just in general? Who is a good coach to you? Well, to limit it to one would be very difficult because <laughs> um, there's a couple of coaches that have strong attributes uh, that I look at. And I really model and pattern myself uh, behind. And so the three that I would say is Eddie Robinson, um, Grambling State's uh, former coach who has now transitioned, of course, uh, and has passed away. But uh, Eddie Robinson was a trailblazer, was just a great man. And I had an opportunity to meet him at a Grambling State football camp, and he confirmed uh, everything that I have heard in the course in the South, he is a legend. Um, so that's one. Number two is Nick Saban. Um, Nick Saban right now in college is considered one of the greatest uh, coaches of all time. And he's heavy on leadership. Uh, he's also heavy on sports psychology. And, uh, you know, he's just a great, great principle-driven coach who has transitioned over time from being what was considered very stern to more open and uh, identifying the why to the players, but still very stern on his expectations of excellence being the standard. And then Bill Belichick, uh, the head coach for the New England Patriots. Um, Again, another what's considered stern coach with strong principles. Uh, His record is impeccable. Uh, what's called the Patriot way, but also um, what I love is the behind the scenes where a number of players talk about he's actually funnier than what is shown. And I think he does that because he, he wants to build a relationship that is not seen publicly because he wants players to feel um, valued privately. And so those would be the three, Eddie Robinson, Nick Saban, and Bill Belichick. Robinson, Saban, and Belichick. Yep. yep. Okay. I have never heard of any of those guys, and I'm going to listen to this podcast again so I could uh, gather all those points that you just said and research them. It's very interesting. Um, I'm not into sports like that, so I wouldn't be able to tell you. The only coach that comes to mind when I think of sports is Phil Jackson. That is the only coach. And that's probably because I watched The Last Dance like 50 million times. And I just love his coaching style, the way they you know spoke highly of him. Uh, but again, today we're talking about essential skills of a coach. And what I like for you guys, the listeners, is to before you pick your your personal development coach before you pick your life coach before you pick your any coach I want to go over four things that are some really key skills that they must possess or have the potential to possess to kind of help you in your decision making and so the four that we're going to go over are listening skills building rapport problem-solving skills, and being able to give honest and direct feedback. Now, I have the supreme, the supreme listener right here on this podcast with me. Uh, and I actually 
want to ask you, Kurt, because I think this is a very uh, crucial skill and a very necessary skill when it comes to uh, coaching is being able to have uh, this skill. And I think you do such a phenomenal job at listening. And I, I want you to talk about how one can develop this skill if if this is something that they they a want more of but why it's important to have great listening skills as a coach um so starting off uh you can develop and improve active listening skills uh so that is it is like i said it is a skill no one is born comes out the womb knows walk around as a two-month-old or not walking but as a two-month-old as a great listener it is something that is developed uh just like anything else like being a great speaker it is a skill that is developed uh, the reason why it's important if you look at the the very bottom bone cutting to the bone level it makes people feel valued you know, it makes people feel heard um, that if they're talking to you, that you are actually listening. And so growing up, of course, you know, being in the South, uh, it, it was almost a, a, a mandate that you become a great listener because if your parents or friends, parents were talking to you, uh, one way to get very sternly talked to was if it came off that you was, quote unquote, blowing adults off, meaning if they are talking to you and you seem like you're checked out, you know, that statement of did you hear what I just said or are you listening to me was your get right, your realignment very quickly if you wasn't. So, um, you know, active listening skills was kind of honed in. But for me, uh, I realized that being able to be a strong listener gave you the ability to pick up on nuggets, key bits of information. And because there was one time that I really, really listened to, um, you know, poets and philosophers, that was one of the key things that used to happen was they would sit around and talk to each other. And so, there was warnings, there was thought-provoking questions, there were guide guidance principles that they only shared because it was through the spoken word. And so if you didn't hear it and pick up on it, you may have missed out on some key things. And then also, being that I'm big into war movies, sometimes there was codes put into verbiage and words. And so you had to pick up what your person or what someone was trying to convey to you based off listening. So one of the ways you can improve your active listening is one, and this is going to apply more to today's time, being that we're in a very social uh, media world, take your phone and put it down. Yeah. Step one, take your phone and put it down. I recommend take your phone and put it face down. The reason why if you have your phone still face up talking to someone, if you have alerts and messages, your eyes will your eyes will naturally divert to back to your phone because you see things happening on your phone. So first things first, I would say 
turn your phone, either turn it on silent or take turn it over and put it down and then make eye contact with the person that you're talking to. Uh, that would be first thing. If you're in a more business setting, pushing away from your desk, turning away from your monitor and actually talking to the person and listening to the person would be my second step if you're in a business setting. Third, every now and then, repeat back what the person said. So phrases like, did I hear you say, to make sure I understand, how do you feel about that? Am I hearing you correctly? Those things are not just for the person, it's also for you because when you repeat those statements, it makes it, it's forcing you to stay engaged because now you're actually showing skills of being uh, engaged and focused with the person. If it happens that this conversation looks like it's going too long, then you can always say, excuse me, I would love to continue this conversation with you, but I have an appointment or I have something I have to get to in about 10 minutes. Can we reschedule this or can we pick this up later today? Most people would be like, oh, yeah, totally great. Thank you for listening to me. But as leaders, it's very important because if you want people to come back and start to build trust in you and you want people to take the time to connect with you, if they don't feel like they're being listened to, they probably won't come back because they're feeling like, they're not being yeah. valued. So yeah, that's the that's the um, one thing that I will say as well is understanding when you are selecting or thinking about a coach, you want somebody who has the skill or even willing to develop the skill, even if you're like looking at them from afar before you give your money to this person, <laughs> make sure that they have the skill because one it's uh it's a it's a powerful message it, it shows that they when when they are listening intently to you it shows that they um they support whatever it is that you're doing that they're genuinely interested in what you're doing and then the second thing is it, it shows that they are paying attention and you can expect them to follow through on the commitments um that they that they make to you um, simply by observing if they have these skills. And so uh, before you give your money to somebody, before you think about doing business with someone, make sure that this is one of the, the, the skills that you see that they have. Um, the next one I want to move on to is building rapport. And that is very, that's very, um, like you have to somehow connect with a person um, in order to get the most out of them, especially during the, the coaching uh, experience. Now, Kurt, you know, I really don't care for the word coach because I feel like it's overused, but I mean, the, it is what it is. People can identify with the, the actual word coach, but building rapport with somebody, finding ways to connect with people um, can definitely help you um, strengthen this skill. Um, so, if you if if you're looking to hire somebody, how how I 
pay attention to how they are working with other people, how they are communicating with other people. Look at those relationships. Um, and then in turn, look at how they are building rapport with you. Are they asking you questions? Um, what are some of the ways you build rapport with uh, people, Kurt? I'll share some of my ways that I build, but I'm interested to hear. How do you build rapport with people? Well, just like you, you was mentioning with the active listening skills, um, first, listen. Second, provide feedback. Um, three, uh, work to empathize with the person. Uh, it doesn't mean that I have to agree with everything that is going on, but at that moment, just simply saying, okay, this person has something that is very important to them. Let me listen and empathize with their situation. Uh, I, I will give a short, short story. I remember having a friend who was a very big pet owner and they lost their pet, um, specifically a cat. Now, I'm not a cat person. I'm a dog person. I didn't understand why they were so distraught over this situation. But I empathized because I understood as they started to talk that this had been a family pet. And this had been a pet that had been around for over 11 plus years in the family. And so when I heard that, it helped me understand that even though I didn't, quote unquote, I'm not a cat person, I did understand the importance of family and what it meant to family. And so just taking that time to understand it's not about me at that moment, um, allowed me to better connect with them and then giving feedback. So again, repeating certain things. It Am I right in understanding that this means a lot to you because this is a family pet? And from that, the person went into it. And so that clarification really helped and helped me connect with them. Um, one of the things that uh, I do is that I try to find common ground with the person and create shared experiences with people to kind of make them feel comfortable. I remember I had a client who was a little, a little closed off at first because they didn't know how open they could be with me. But once we found some common ground and, um, and then when I shared some of my experiences so that they could kind of relate, that was, that was how I was able to build rapport with people. And, and so the other thing that uh, you were saying, being empathetic is, is really key in building rapport because when you understand somebody's, when you try to understand, you know, why people feel, why people think, why people behave the way that they behave, um, that it makes it, you know, it makes building that relationship and that rapport more solid. Um, and so, yeah, so building that skill rapport is going to help you uh, tremendously and also uh, being able to identify if the person that you're seeking to hire, if they have this skill, is going to help you tremendously. Now we're going to uh, quickly move into problem solving and giving direct feedback this is like, like the person that you are looking to uh, coach you or walk you through life should know how to 
uh, solve problems. And so this is one of the, um, I think that you should ask questions to help you to identify if this person is a problem solver. So you can almost, it's, it's kind of like an interview uh, type style because you're actually paying them, you're hiring them. So you may want to ask questions like, when was the last problem you solved? Or tell me how you solved a difficult problem in your life to kind of help you to make that decision. What do you think about that, Kurt? I, you, as far as a person reaching out to find a yeah. coach or a guide for a problem, um, it's very important because if you're reaching out to someone, one of the things you're reaching out to them for is not just to listen to you, but to help you overcome and solve problems. So having someone that has the ability to um, have the skill of problem solving is key. And so, again, talking about it as a skill, one, focus on the solution. What is it that you're looking to solve? Two, define the problem. That eliminates sometimes emotional differences when it's what is the problem, as you said, talking about asking questions. Then the key part is agreeing on the process, not just I want you to do it this way, but hey, let's agree on how we are going to solve this. And does this agree with you? And then again, you got to continue practice practicing active listening. Yeah. Do you think, because I read somewhere before about coaches not actually solving their clients' problems, um, but more so maybe pointing them in the direction of it. Um, because I don't, me personally, I don't, I don't think that you can solve anybody's problems. You can give them ideas, kind of, you know, give suggestions, tips, some advice, but ultimately it is up to the person to actually solve their problems. But in helping you to identify uh, some of the essential skills, I think that you need to know that the coach that you are looking to hire actually does have superb problem solving skills. Like, it, yeah, they must, yes. they must demonstrate that. And, and yes. then is this person willing to give um, honest and direct feedback? That is actual, that's an actual mm -hmm. skill. So um, if, if, if they beat around the bush and they don't get straight to the point, if, you know, yeah, that may not be the one for you, or that's something that if you're looking to become a, a coach, this is something that you must be willing to do because people actually need help. And there's a lot of people out here struggling. And honestly, they don't have time for non-direct feedback if you're trying to help them. If that is your goal as a coach is to help them get to whatever the desired results are, you're going to have to give true, honest, direct feedback. That's a very important skill. And um, the, being honest and direct is going to require a little bit of assertiveness. So if you are not already assertive, then this may be, um, this may be a challenging area for you. But again, these are skills and skills can actually be developed. And so, um, yeah, making sure that, your coach, or if you are a coach, make sure that, or if you desire to be a coach, this is a skill that you're going to have to sharpen. Uh, you got anything on that, Kurt? 
Well, the last thing uh, to, to add on to what you're saying is making sure they're able to have that conflict resolution. Yeah. So asking the question to that person, when you encounter conflict, how do you handle it? And if, you know, again, like you said, if they're beating around the bush, they're kind of, you know, what we call wishy-washy. You, you, you know, just ask them, are they comfortable with conflict? Are they comfortable with direct feedback? Um, because at some point, it's, you're going to need it as the person seeking a coach. I need to know where I stand and what I can do to improve. So, yeah. good point. And, good. The, and the thing about it, um, you always want to make sure, and this is just the bonus, even though it encompasses everything we just said, it, the coach that you are selecting, or even if you're desiring to become a coach, that coach must be self-aware. And if you are uh, uh, walking around and you are saying you are a coach and you are not aware of self then you might want to take a seat. Uh, if you are looking to hire somebody who will be your personal development coach, whatever it is, your life coach, your weight loss coach, whatever, make sure that they are self-aware. And there are some, some things that you can do to ask if they are self-aware. When you tell me what you know about yourself is a question. Um, tell me what type of leader you are. If they can't answer these questions readily, then that is an indicator that they may not be for you. And if you are a coach, these are things that you want to keep in mind because somebody should be able to ask you questions and you be open to the questions. Um, so yeah, that's all that's all I got for you. Um, yo, we have a dope transformational leadership accountability soft skills every all that clubs called the no excuse today club and uh you can find that club in my bio on ig i would love for you to come and be a part of this club kurt is co-lead in this community and uh you can find me on ig at javon.stewart kurt where can they find you they can find me on IG as well at Kurt. Yes, and so what we want to do is we want to transition you from making an excuse to beginning to execute in your life, okay? That is what No Excuse Today is all uh, about, making sure that you eliminate excuses, one excuse at a time. Uh, okay, so Kurt, did you know excuses are the tools of the weak and incompetent? They're used to build monuments of nothingness. Those yeah. who excel in it seldom excel in anything else but hey. excuses. No excuse no today, excuse you guys. Go today. out and make it happen. Until next time, we'll holler.